I thought maybe I should uh, would owe you a word of apology this morning, but I you can take it for whatever it is, but I did state last week that I had intended to try to uh, cover the last part of um, the series on the significance of the scriptures, their own witness, own best witness, and was planning to look at the Old Testament canon this morning. And at the end of the week, I began to realize that while my uh, desire was was there, I felt like I needed more time to get more background work and and likely since it's somewhat of a not a teaching but uh, that it may lend itself to preparing some type of an outline to share as well <clears throat> that could be a blessing so in light of that and the number of those that are not here during these weeks I've chosen to go another direction for the message this morning I believe it does come in nicely with the Sunday school lesson um, for a text today I would like to draw from the book of Numbers and focus a little bit on the life of Caleb um, and for a title for the message would be following the Lord fully. Numbers chapter 14, if you want to. <clears throat> Turn there, and verse 24 is the text verse. There's two aspects in this verse that speak loudly to us today. One addresses the spirit of Caleb, and the other um, reviews his conduct, how he handled himself. I want to read, I think I'll go ahead at the onset here and, and read um, a portion of this chapter, and we'll begin here in verse 20, and, and uh, we won't read quite all the chapter, but I want to read this, an introduction to give you a little bit of the background context. The story is familiar, but just to refresh in your minds some of the setting there. <clears throat> and the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word, but as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these 10 times and have not hearkened to my voice, Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the, into the land wherein, whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwelt in the valley. Tomorrow turn you and get you into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmured against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as ye have spoken in mine ears, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in the wil this wilderness, 
and all that were numbered of you according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you to dwell therein, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. But your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which ye have despised. But as for you, your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness, and your children shall wander in the wilderness forty years and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. After the number of the days of which in which ye searched the land, even forty days each year, for each day for a year, shall ye bear your iniquities even forty years, and ye shall know my breach of promise. And the Lord hath, I the Lord have said, I will surely do it unto all this evil congregation that are gathered together against me in this wilderness. They shall be consumed, and there they shall die. Now this passage of verses is a rather dark picture apart from the references to those faithful ones. Uh, is it not? He talks about Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. And he makes a reference to those, those little ones in their midst that would not be punished um, as the unbelief of those around them were. Back to verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land wherein he went, whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. When you think of this account and we review in our minds the story of the the 12 spies that went in there in Numbers 13, uh, the beginning of that. They spent quite a while traveling through that land, quite a, quite a while seeing the grandeur of it, the milk and honey, um, the fruit of the land. It was eye-opening. It was impressive. They brought back the good news and the bad news as they saw it. One portion of this I had to think it's not too much different than the ten spies is not too much different than reading the news these days. <laughs> There's a degree of truth, but it's put in such a dark light in a, in a wrong perspective. And yet, what does it mean for us this morning to follow the Lord fully? Um, I already referred to the fact that God saw to it that it was recorded a special quality that Caleb had. And I think it was something essential for him to be able to serve the Lord as he did. 
And it's that reference that he had another spirit with him. His spirit was not one, as we'll see this morning, that um, caused him to, to act and react according to his flesh, but it caused him to act and conduct himself according to his knowledge of God and um, his confidence in God, his faith in God. So as we think about what it means to follow the Lord fully this morning, uh, we can ask ourselves, what are those things in my life that are a benefit, a blessing to me in following the Lord fully, um, continually, wholeheartedly? Um, how does that work out? I do want to look at a couple of other references. If you care to, you can turn to Numbers 32 that reflect not only in this passage here, but a number of other scriptures that talk about Caleb and his conduct. Verses 11 and 12 here of Numbers 32 reiterate some of what God had to say about Caleb's life. Surely none of the men, verse 11 of Numbers 32, surely none of the men that came up out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me, save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. Um. Let's turn to Joshua 14 as well. There's, there's a couple of words there that go along with this thought. Joshua 14, verses 8. And following, Nevertheless, my brethren, that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. <clears throat> and then uh, one more reference there in further verses in verse 14. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. What does it mean to be able to follow, to wholly follow? Um, it's when we are perhaps fascinated, focused, consumed. And you know, sometimes that can be in a positive or a negative way. And uh, it's been interesting. Recently, we've had some exposure there on our farm to a few different dogs and uh, from various backgrounds, but I had to think back, back through the years, we had some good dogs, considered very good dogs, but at certain points, there would something occur that could trigger their, it could catch and, and take from you, their master, their focus, their following, their submission. And, you know, maybe it was that you know getting the cows in was 
the mundane task. But if a rabbit jumped up and took off, sometimes that dog would be inclined to follow wholly after that rabbit. <laughs> its full efforts, its full focus was on that rabbit. And um, something was consuming the focus of that animal. And when we read of the testimony of Caleb given to his life and, and following after God, <clears throat> what was it in his life and experience that allowed him to, or that prompted him, that made him able to remain focused and to follow fully after God? <clears throat> we were here in Joshua 14. And we read these verses in verses 8 through 10. I want to read verse 10. I didn't, I don't think I read quite that far. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. How many of you here this morning have been walking with the Lord for 40 and 5 years? A few, not so many. But it's a it's just an illustration of a a time, a period of time, a substantial period of time where Caleb was able to have that testimony that God saw him in that light. <clears throat> he was not like um other illustrations in the history of the scriptures that were given, he was not like Lot's wife that was distracted and, and became wholly focused on that which was deemed lost and turned into a pillar of salt. Um, a New Testament example perhaps I would draw to your attentions in, in Galatians chapter 3. We have some very interesting words here. Paul writes, O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? Who caused you to err? Who tricked you? Who, who led you off the straight path, so to speak? So as we are called to follow the Lord fully, as Caleb did, what are those things that we can find ourselves um, avoiding, guarding against? <clears throat> I would just remind us that in the epistles there's Two passages, perhaps we'll look at those. Paul writing to Timothy and Titus that um, help us. Titus, First Timothy four twelve, and then several verses in Titus. Admonition for us today as to what is involved in following the Lord fully. First Timothy four. 
and this is speaking to a younger generation, the perception of, of youth. But let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer, believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. I noticed there, thinking of the illustration, the example of what the scripture says about Caleb, I note with interest here in Paul's uh, gathering of, of uh, characteristics there, he brings out, he says, in spirit. And um, I think it was not too long ago I, I shared that thought that in one of the messages that, you know, not, sometimes it's not always what we do, it's the spirit within which we do it. Um, and the testimony regarding Caleb was one that he had a different spirit than those around him that pleased God. Titus chapter 2, the first five verses. <clears throat> Paul says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. I'll leave off reading there at that point, but notice the, the positive impact of a life that is following fully, following the Lord fully. I want to read uh, some verses from Psalm 92 that tie in here well. Psalm 92, verses 12 through 15. <clears throat> talks a little bit about what the background, the writing of the psalmist that which is in the background of those that are a blessing to God. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there be no unrighteousness in him. Some deep words, some, some powerful words here regarding those, that's, that, those whose confidence is in, in the Lord. Caleb exemplified that. His faith in God to lead them, to conquer the battles for them, he says, to show that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Does not that, that um, principle cause us to, to have confidence and faith in God? When we look at ourselves and we see how quick we are prone to, to wander or not understand the, the broader picture, and yet we can trust and rest in God in his leading and directing in our lives, he is our rock. He is all righteousness. 
He is upright, and it is in him that, that we are we reap a blessing, a significant blessing. To follow wholly, follow the Lord fully, is a task which we are called to do. And in the perspective of the New Testament writings, I would just remind us of the impact of Christ's teaching, of his setting forth the perfect example of what it means to be what God has called us to be. Matthew chapter 22, if you care to look there, but it just a reference there to the two great commandments. Um, the greatest commandment and the next one likened to it is of great impact for the follower after God. Caleb was called to follow the Lord fully in difficult situations, in difficult times, in difficult circumstances. Um, there in Numbers 13, there was a the reference there in, regarding the giants. The giants symbolize something that um, for those without faith in their God symbolized something to create fear in their lives, fear in their hearts. And they did not see a way to get beyond, uh, to, to conquer or get beyond the inhabitants of that land. They were fascinated with the fruit of that land and um, and yet the inhabitants of it, when they looked at it through their eyes of the flesh, the inhabitants became much bigger than their God. And yet Caleb followed the Lord despite those dangers. He was willing to, to walk by faith, acknowledging that the battle was the Lord's to begin with. It was not even though he rejoiced in God giving him health and strength, and scriptures record that even at 85 years old, that he enjoyed. The spirit within him was one that, that centered itself on the power and, and the uh, strength for life coming from God, not through his own physical strength or accomplishments. <clears throat> Yes, the time came there in Joshua where we read those words following uh, in Joshua 14 where he says, give me that mountain, give me this mountain. But we are to follow despite the naysayers, despite the difficulties and our confidence is to be in God. In today's world, you know, it, there is a parallel in, in that there are many that serve the Lord when it's convenient. There are many that enjoy the, the thought of it when it's popular. But then, or when it's safe to do so, but then 
perhaps like Peter, he was confronted there by the maiden. And it caused him to falter in his faith, in his following. How do I follow? How do you follow? What depicts our following fully or partially? Let's look at Matthew chapter 5. It draws out some of the things we are to understand. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Caleb was one who stood his ground in the face of being stoned. There it says, the people spake of stoning him. What is it for you and I here in the last part of the message I'd like to share this morning is what is it for you and I that helps us to be capable, enabled to follow the Lord fully? I use that illustration that only goes part way, but the, in, the intensity of our relationship with the Lord, I believe, is directly related to our ability to stay focused on Him in leading us and resting in Him confidently. Um, we are enabled, we are equipped as we keep our eye on that. Going back to Numbers, a couple of verses there from, from uh, <clears throat> this account speak to that somewhat. Verse 30 there of chapter 13. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. We are enabled to follow the Lord fully when we see the challenges around us that we're facing in the perspective that God is the one who will conquer the battles for us. Over in chapter 14, verses 6, I want to look at verse 6. Notice the response of him following the Lord fully. 
and Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. It was these words that caused them to desire to turn on that testimony of toward victory. Paul had a way of putting it in perspective in um, Hebrews, several verses here from Hebrews chapter 12 I want to to bring into focus. <clears throat> Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God, right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. <clears throat> what are the challenges you and I face in following the Lord fully? This verse 4 here in this passage causes me to reflect back to a number of things a couple of years ago that I had accumulated in my mind, observed, and and uh, could relate to experiences where the cost of the Christian walk was a significant thing in the lives of believers in other parts of the world. And I think he would say to us as well here this morning, ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Do I look for the Lord to the Lord for inspiration and confidence in overcoming the mountains before us? I'd like to leave the last point of the message noting and just reflecting a bit on the spirit that is noted here in the life of Caleb. A different spirit. What is the spirit that dwells in my heart and life? By which spirit do I walk? Am I led? Do I operate? By which spirit do you walk? Are you led? 
do you conduct life? We need the Spirit of God to lead us, to fill us, to remind us that our own struggles and, and challenges need to be left in His hand, need to be dealt with in light of His principles, His promises. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes um, someone made a comment this morning that uh, regarding circumstances or dealing with issues you know none of us are are without having those things to work through yesterday there was a situation that, that I thought I had a perspective I had a, I had a personal perspective <laughs> on it and yet I it wasn't it wasn't something that I should should have confidence in um, because it would have been a lesser way without a doubt than to commit it to God and leave it there. Being motivated, being directed by His Spirit to follow the Lord fully, it brings blessings into our life and experience. It makes us useful in the kingdom. Our time is about all here this morning, but just, just a few things to consider um, the utility that it gives the life of the people of God when there is a resting and waiting on the Lord for direction in their responsibilities, in their duties, or if you contrast that with trying to take the lead and trying to force things according to my own perspective, what's the difference? But there is a blessing <clears throat> in that, no doubt. Um, then we also notice that the fulfillment that Caleb experienced, there was a blessing in his life and experience as a result of him wholly following after the Lord fully. Joshua and Caleb had special reward I think I'll go to just a couple of passages three passages here in conclusion from the New Testament Ephesians chapter 3 verse 19 This is one of the privileges as we walk and seek to fully follow the Lord and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. That knowledge that passeth, that pa the, the love of God passeth the knowledge of, of man and it is a reward to you and I as we labor and uh, spend and are spent for the kingdom. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We see that as we walk, as we follow hard after the Lord, 
there is that presence of his spirit leading us. In 1 Peter, in conclusion, chapter 1, verse 8. Here he says, Peter writes, Whom having not seen ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. We could read more there, but I'll, I'll leave it at that to just remind us that as Caleb was a worthy example and noted in the scriptures, may we draw strength from his um, example to be equipped to worship and serve the Lord day by day.